everybody, welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a mogul minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your mogul minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? And today's Mogul Minute of inspiration is the greatness of a man is not how much wealth he acquires, but in his integrity and his ability to affect those around him positively. That is from the late great Bob Marley, y'all. We are in Black History Month. And let me just tell you this. We are not just a month. We are a part of history and specifically American history as well. So I wanted to make sure that I pay tribute to one of our amazing people who contributed to this society, Bob Marley. And the quote that he said is the greatness of a man is not how much wealth he acquires, but in his integrity and ability to affect those around him positively. And the reason why I chose this quote, y'all, is because I think to me, you know, a lot of us are trying to attain, acquire things. A lot of us, you know, want to be uh, hashtag winning. A lot of us want to, you know, and stump for the gram, which we'll talk about that on a whole nother episode. A lot of us want to just acquire wealth just to say, you know, hey, I made it right. Um, but to me, wealth is health. Wealth is in how you treat others. Wealth is what people say about you when you are not in the room. Wealth is your integrity, your character, right? How you affect people positively. Uh, I think that people often say that, say it this way, it's not what you do for people, it's how you make people feel that what they remember. And I think often, you know, yeah, what we do for people is awesome, right? Like if whether we give money to the homeless, whether we're lending, you know, um, you know, uh, our car, you know, giving, giving our car to a friend um, who needs it to do grocery shopping, whatever it is, you know, our character and how we make people feel that ultimately is our legacy. Uh, I feel like we've learned nothing but, um, you know, from the late greats. And I can't believe I'm still saying this from Kobe Bryant. You know, I feel like we learned from his passing that he made a lot of people feel amazing. And people will always remember that about him. And when you start to think about even the people who've come before us, you know, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X's, the Rosa Parks, the Langston Hughes, um, the Harriet Tubman's, um, just going on and on and on and on about the people who went before us and how they now in today's society make us feel, you know, because of their sacrifice, because of what they've done, we are now able to live in some type of freedom that they did not have or did not experience. And so I think it's important to remember as we are in this new decade, as we are in 2020, as we are in Black History Month that uh, I love this quote that's been floating around Instagram. It says, I'm I'm always black, but this month I'm blackity, blackity, black. And I love that because we are black every single day. Um, If you are one of my fellow black uh, or brown brothers or sisters, you know, that's who we are every day. And um, but this month we are celebrating black history. And I think it was great to start it off with Bob Marley and because I think that quote is so powerful
powerful that it's not just about acquiring wealth. It's how we can affect those around us positively. So are you making an impact? Are you affecting those around you positively? That's something for you to think about. And if you're not, you can always start today, honey. Okay. And that was your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. All right, we are here in another episode and I am super excited about today's topic because it allows me to talk about something that is so near and dear to my heart, y'all. It is growing up biracial. Yes, I said it. Growing up biracial. Your girl has a mixture of sofrito, adobo, jerk chicken, lorry seasoning, all wrapped up into one, honey. Okay, your girl is, um, my mom is actually Puerto Rican. She was born in Puerto Rico and she is a Latina. And therefore, I am a Latina, okay? And I love her. She is the epitome of strength. I love her so much. And my dad, he is black and Jamaican. And people say that's one and the same. Okay, if you feel that way, then it is. All right, I'm here for it, whatever. So, um... He is uh, African-American and he is Jamaican. And so I have been exposed to many different cultures, um, obviously since birth. Right. And that is one of the the best things about growing up biracial is that you are exposed to different uh, cultures, different languages, different features, different types of people at such an early age. When you go over to your cousin's house, you get to see people who don't look like you all the time. Right. Because on my Latina side, um, they don't look like me, y'all. Like, I don't look like them either because I am mixed. So therefore... You know, I have parts of, you know, what uh, uh, different certain features that may be like them, but I don't necessarily look like my Latina side. I look more like uh, my black and Jamaican side. And so what I love to tell people is that I'm so happy that I get to be exposed to different things. I get to, ha- you know, um, learn Spanish uh, from such a young age because our my grandmother on my Latina side, she only spoke uh, only spoke Spanish. She only spoke like very few words in English so that forced me to like really challenge me to learn a new language now do I speak it fluently absolutely not my mom did not speak Spanish in the household because my dad did not speak Spanish. Um, so, you know, but I had the opportunity to learn Spanish. Um, I learned Spanish from being around my family, you know, and I love that part of me, you know, and I love that part of growing up. And I love that part that I'm exposed to so many different types of things at such an early age and so you know to all of my biracial brothers and sisters I feel like we are so bomb and so popping because we don't just have to have just one race that we know we know multiple races and I think that has really framed who I am you know because if you look at my circle if you look at my squad you know hashtag squad goals like my squad is multiracial okay my squad is white it's black it's Asian it's Hispanic, like it's everybody, okay? And I love that because I was taught from an early age just to love people. I was taught to embrace other people's uniqueness. I was taught that even if people don't look like me, it doesn't mean you don't love them, right? And so that's one of the things that I always was so, um, I guess, enamored by is by how different cultures lived, how different up, how people were, you know, brought up differently. Like that's something I enjoyed about growing up biracial, right? Is learning new things about people, and I think. 
that's what makes it special. And even with down to my church, the church that I attend, like we're multi-ethnic as well. And there's, you know, um, interracial dating that happens in my church. There's so many, you know, things, amazing things that I'm exposed to because of my personal upbringing. And I think that is one of the best things about growing up biracial. But don't let, you know, growing up biracial fool you. Like there are some challenges that come with it. Like I would say the, one of the biggest challenges I would say is, Really, and maybe you guys experience this too, and you're not in, you know, you're not biracial. But one of the things that I've always had to explain is how, you know, to people is that please don't put me in a box. Like, because people would try to tell me like, so are you more Spanish star cell or are you more, you know, black right and so you know like are you more down with the sofrito or are you more down with the lari seasoning like you know do you like white rice do you like orange rice like you know do you like black eyed peas or no right and so I tell people all the time like I'm both like I love me some soul food don't get that twisted I love me some baked macaroni and cheese y'all some sweet potatoes okay I love all of that and then at the same time I love me some rice and beans. <laughs> okay. So I think that is, you know, I constantly have to tell people like, please don't put me in a box because I am more than one thing. I remember even just if you think about standardized tech testing, like growing up, you know, I would ask my teachers, like, you know, I would see the list of races and they would tell you to circle one. And I would tell my teacher, like, what if I'm more than one thing? And they would tell me just, oh, just pick one, Darcel. And I'm like, but I'm not one thing. And so that was before it said like two or more races and things like that. Um, so usually what I would circle is other. Like if I'm not, because I'm not just black and I'm not just Hispanic, I'm both. And so I feel like, you know, I, I felt like if I was to circle one, I was betraying the other. And so I would just put other y'all, okay? Um, so I feel like, you know, constantly, you know, the society um, will try to pressure you into a box. Even down to, you know, when you're making friends in elementary school, right? Um, you know, you have certain friends that would just be your friend off the bat. But then you have some, you know, like I can go to the to the black group of girls and, you know, be like, hey, y'all. And they'll like kind of look me up and down, size me up and be like, so are you black or no? You know, or I can go to the Hispanic girls and they would be like, um, so are you Hispanic or no? Or do you speak Spanish? You know, and I'm like, I'm just trying to make friends, y'all. Um so I think that um, if you are biracial, I'm pretty sure you've experienced that. And, you know, I feel like, you know, people, you're always trying to, people are always trying to challenge whether you're black enough or whether you're Hispanic enough. For some of you, you may be mixed with black and white. You may be challenged. Are you black enough or are you white enough? You know, um, whatever it is, whatever is your makeup, right? And I would tell people that I'm both. Like my answer is going to be consistent and always remain the same, that I'm both. And I think that is so key and so important. If you are a parent and you have a biracial child um, due to interracial dating it's a byproduct of interracial dating or interracial marriage just really just empower them like empower them to to, to own both sides of them um, you know it's okay to like my mom does not feel any type of way if I say I'm black and I'm proud okay she does not feel slighted because I told you my mom is the Hispanic side of me 
My mom is not slighted by any way. Um, if she feels like uh, if I if, if I'm celebrating Black History Month, right? Um, my dad is not slighted if I am celebrating J Lo in the Super Bowl. Like you know, my dad is not slighted if I am you know just really. You know, happy to be a Latina. You know, I think that's a part of your upbringing is just celebrating all that you are. And I think that is so key and so crucial. So don't put me in a box, y'all. And don't put any of your interracial friends in a box either telling telling them to choose which side they are more. They are both. They are multiracial, whatever they are. And guess what? We're going to celebrate all all of that okay we're gonna celebrate my sofrito my adobo my jerk chicken my lari seasoning we're gonna celebrate all of that okay (laughs) um i think another part of being biracial is that i had to learn to like love my hair i had to learn to celebrate my hair um because i was heavily around you know my latina side and being around my Latina side you know i they didn't have hair that looked like me okay and so you know, a lot of my black and Jamaican side, they lived in Florida. So we were obviously not in Florida most of the time. So, you know, I was predominantly around my Hispanic side. And so they don't look like me. I don't look like them, but I love them, you know, just as much. Right. Um, But at the same time, you know, I felt like my hair, I always had to straighten it because, you know, I felt like, okay, that's what, that's the look that to me was best right and I love the movement that we have now where like being a naturalista like loving your curls now is like cool it's like in it's like your curls are popping you look bomb right um but back then it was all about the relaxer y'all it was all about how straight you can get it right and so I think for me you know learning to love my hair and celebrate my hair and realize girl your curls is popping honey like I get so many I think I get more compliments with my hair curly when I wear my hair curly than I wear my hair straight like people like just will come up to me oh my gosh I love your hair and I love that my mom has instilled in me like to love who I am to love my uniqueness love my curls love my complexion right and so I think that is so important um is to really celebrate who you are and you know I've been on jobs where they will you know I would wear my hair curly maybe during the, I mean during my hair straight during an interview and maybe during my first day of work you know my hair will be curly right because I could switch it up on y'all right and I've had people like I've had a a manager tell me so what happened to your hair and I'm like I washed it you know and they were like oh because I like it better straight and don't you know because I'm a little rebel y'all I wore my hair curly for the for the rest of my time working there and that was a very short-lived time because I said if I'm not gonna be celebrated oh heck to the no will I be there okay so I think we struggle with these things being biracial is that you know people are trying to put you in a box or people are commenting on your hair or your features and they're trying to figure you out right and people trying to figure figure you out it's not always a bad thing um but at the same time you don't want to um be so awkward that you don't like you're trying to figure a person out almost to degrade them or demean them, you want to always celebrate somebody else. So I think that's super important. I think for me, I can I can definitely thank my mom, my dad, who always told me how beautiful I am. My brothers, oh my gosh, my brothers telling me how beautiful I am um, with me being mixed. And I think that's so important when you have, uh, when you're raised in a, 
uh, upbringing that celebrates you and that teaches you to celebrate not only yourself and to love yourself, but to celebrate others. I think that another thing that really, really helped is being surrounded by representation. One of the things that my parents put me in, you know, sports, they put me in um, different activities, right, that would allow me to interact with people who were also biracial, um, who were, you know, who looked like me, um, all those different types of things. And so representation matters, right? You know, um, for me, which was a huge lifesaver, was none other than Sister, Sister, right? Um, That show is no longer on, but the twins, Tia and Tamara, I love them so much because they truly allowed me to, because they're mixed as well, um... We have we we both have curly hair. We both have a similar complexion. I was so happy to just look at like look at a show on TV and see someone who looks like me. And I think representation, like no matter whether it's in your workplace, whether it's, um, you know, in your home, whether it's in your friend group, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your dating life, whether it's in, you know, entertainment, like we need to make sure that we are. Um, being, you know, not only celebrating one type of look of people, but making sure that we are representing all people. And I think that is so, so major and so, so important to my success is really having that exposure. And I truly tell people all the time that I feel like you can only go as far as your exposure. You know, I feel like a lot of times, you know, some of us in this society, in this world are so closed minded because we have not allowed ourselves to be exposed. Like if you are a person where the only time you've ever seen a black person or a Latina person or an Asian person is on TV, your world is too small. And so not judging. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't matter is what I'm saying is you got to open your circle a little bit. Right. And so I think that is so key and so important is that we have to make sure that because all of us contribute to society, all of us contribute to the world, all of us make the world go round. It's so important for us to make sure that, you know, we are celebrating one another by, you know, opening our minds. That is your personal duty. Like you have to step outside your own comfort zone and make sure that you're going out there and exposing yourself to different languages, different people, different cultures. If you are only stuck inside your town, your friends, and that's all you know, you're shortchanging yourself and you're shortchanging society, right? So it's so important for us to, in order for us to realize each other's greatness is we have to be surrounded by each other's greatness, right? And so I know I've heard people say, you know, um, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. I think we would have more places to go that were celebrated if all of us had a celebratory attitude, right? So that is your responsibility and your job as a citizen of the world is to make sure that you're celebrating people, to make sure that you're loving people. And if that's something you struggle with, like you need to ask, like you need to seek God about that because God is love, right? And so you need to seek God about that. You need to talk to God about that. You need to ask God to heal your heart, to remove any hate, to remove any racism, to remove any of those things so that way you can fully love people, that you can fully um, embrace people. And that goes even within our, our own cultures, right? Because, you know, being... 
just because I'm mixed. Like I told you earlier, like, you know, I had to tell people, like, have people question, are you black enough, Darcel? Are you Hispanic enough, Darcel? And I had to just tell people, like, I'm both and stand firm in who I am, you know? And so sometimes even within your own cultures, you know, people are trying to see whether they can accept you or not. Like if all of us loved each other more, if all of us accepted each other more, we wouldn't have the issues and problems that we have in this world, you know? So I think that for me, it's like growing up biracial has helped me to celebrate unique, not only my uniqueness, but others, like other people and their uni- their uniqueness. And so that has been such a blessing, you know, to me. And so I feel like, you know, as we are, you know, meditating on um, just the the black history and, and how we've contributed to society, you know, I think that is so important as we are, you know, moving into this next next decade uh, as we're in this next decade I should say like we need to get to a point where we're like you know this next decade is gonna be different you know it's gonna be where we're just like all loving on on one another I love the fact that you know, I was exposed to, um, you know, obviously my parents, like interracial couples, like that is so beautiful to me. Um, you know, whether it's I see it at church or whether I see it, you know, in my home, you know, I uh, that's even affected or impacted, you know, my dating life. Like I've dated, you know, different types of races. And so I haven't been closed off to just one race. And I completely understand if you want to stay within your race and if that's something traditionally and that happens in your family. But I truly believe like love is love like if someone is loyal to you if you're in a healthy relationship spiritually mentally emotionally physically if someone is loyal to you faithful to you treats you like a king or a queen I think that's amazing no matter the race that it comes in right if that person accepts you and loves who you who God has created you to be that is absolutely beautiful so I feel like that has been such a blessing, you know, growing up biracial is that, you know, I can even look at interracial dating and say that's beautiful, you know? And so I just really challenge each and every one of you as I've just shared a little bit of my experience growing up biracial. Like, yes, it has had its challenges where I had to embrace my hair, where I had to tell people that, um, yes, I am black enough and yes, I am Hispanic enough. Um, you know, I had to come, you know, overcome certain hurdles but at the same time it has been such a blessing too and so I just want you guys and challenge you guys that if you are not celebrating other people if you're not celebrating yourself if you're that person that you're like man I'm not black enough or I'm not Hispanic enough I'm not Asian enough I'm not white enough whatever it is like if you're not celebrating yourself and the unique uh, attributes of you and how God created you that's that you need to do a self check right you need to really go to God with that because you know we are meant to be celebrated not tolerated and so I you know as the the quote in um you know, in our mogul minute, you know, talking about Bob Marley and talking about how, you know, he talks about, you know, it's important for how we, you know, affect other people positively that we need to be leaving that type of impact. I feel like if anything that we can learn from our ancestors, if anything we can learn from our bloodline, if anything we can learn from the people who went before us is that, you know, change takes sacrifice. Change takes, and and if you are not willing to sacrifice to be a better version of yourself, 
yourself, then no one else is going to do it for you. Right. And so we have to as a society, we have to as a people, as an individual, we have to make sure that we are impacting those around us positively, impacting our communities positively, impacting our workplaces positively, our churches. Right. Our, Our just everyday lives impacting people positively because we're all different. And like I said, I love being mixed. I love the, the, the benefits that come with it. And I love that even the challenges that I did face, that it has made me who I am today. It has made me stronger, right? So if you do not embrace your curls, honey, go and find the products that are make that will make your curls popping because they out there, okay? Um, they didn't have them when I was growing up like that, but they have them now. And so, you know, I want you to embrace yourself. I remember having a conversation with, you know, a young girl who actually inspired this episode um, where she was struggling with her hair and being teased. She's mixed, you know, with black and white. And she felt like people would often tease her, you know, and she didn't, you know, they felt like she wasn't black enough or people thought she wasn't white enough. And I told her to embrace her uniqueness, embrace who she is and love who she because she was absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful. And I think, you know, we have to remember that when representation matters, y'all embracing each other's uniqueness matters and celebrating one another matters. And most importantly, the most powerful commandment that is in the New Testament of the Bible that Jesus left left us with is to love him and then also to love others as we love ourselves. So let's get out there and love y'all. Let's get out there, embrace y'all, embrace other people and know that we're all amazing. We're all so dope and we all bring something different to this world. So go out there and celebrate. You do not have to be black to celebrate Black History Month. You do not have to be Hispanic to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, okay? You do not have to be Asian to celebrate a Chinese New Year, okay? You do not have to be any other race to celebrate another race, right? So just know that you can celebrate along with us in Black History Month. You can celebrate along with us no matter the month, okay? Okay. So make sure you do so. And I love you. And I thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, y'all. All right. Talk to you soon. Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG at Darcel World. And of course, you know, I love hearing from you. So make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mobiletalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.